Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hi there, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 128. You might recognize the sound if you are a loyal listener. I am on my back porch once again. Perhaps you can hear the faint sound of traffic in the background. No crickets yet. I, I think, I don't know where the crickets are, but maybe as it gets a little warmer, the crickets will be out because I know I've sat out here on summer nights and it can be quite loud, but not yet. Regardless, it is good to be with you tonight. I am speaking extemporaneously which seems to be my main mode of recording these days. And I hope it is okay as compared to the written, reflection, and read postings. Hopefully I can get back to those when I have a little bit more time. Today was a blindingly sunny day. It was one of those days, start to finish, that we just had lovely, lovely weather. And it was easy to keep my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to be aware of and experience the presence of God. I got my chairs and my table back onto my screened-in porch. So there's three chairs out here around this round glass table. Why don't you um, grab one and we'll sit here in the candlelight and I'll tell you about my experience of God today. Well, today was a first, and also today a God experience was something ongoing and something which has definitely become a theme. I'll start with the first. So this evening at twilight, as the sky was maybe 10 minutes away from uh, the heavier darkness, I think the sun had probably already set, I was in my backyard and um, bringing the furniture in from washing it yesterday back onto my screened-in back porch when a large bird flew across the yard, fairly low and fairly close to me, not at risk of hitting me by, by any means, but, you know, only a few yards, maybe seven yards or so from me, at about at eye level, so it was fairly low. And at first, because it was twilight, I thought, well, maybe it's a bat, because I have seen bats fly about that time of day, but this was definitely too big for a bat. And then I thought, well, maybe this is a hawk, because we do have quite a few hawks that live um, around here. You'll see them on the freeway, up on um, some of the light posts and, and wires, and they apparently are fairly common in urban environments. Well, this bird flew by and then landed over um, at a neighbor's house on the chimney, and I could make out its silhouette pretty well, and it was clear that it was an owl. Now, I don't think I've ever seen an owl this clearly. Makes sense. It was dark, and that's what owls do. They come out about that time of the day, but I don't think I've ever seen one before. So I was standing very quietly. It was a little bit further away. I'm looking here in the dark at the chimney where the owl landed. And um, it is probably 20 yards, 25 yards away. And as I stood there watching this silhouette of the owl, would you believe another owl flew up? So there were two of them sitting up there on the chimney. And uh, it was really pretty amazing. I have, I have 
was just in awe of these creatures. Um, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, there's a number of times where creatures have been the vehicle of God's revelation and God's presence for me. And this was one of those times. Unfortunately, though, the owls did not stay put there long enough. And also, unfortunately, they were far too far away and the light was too low to even attempt to take a photo of them. The memory, though, will have to suffice. And not long after the second owl arrived there, he flew away in a direction that I couldn't see where they went next. And then the owl, other owl departed as well. So it was quite a moment and one that I am quite grateful for. Now, the second one also involves life, although it has not come up yet. And we'll see if the life does indeed come up. I'm talking about a theme that has run through at least four podcasts so far. In case you're counting, these would be episodes 116, episode 101, number 85, and number 58. And I am talking about K-Cups. Brief description for those who may not have listened to those other episodes. I do recommend you go back and listen to them because you'll hear a theme. The K-Cups are those little um, plastic cups that are the the coffee brews quickly through it. You know, you put it in a special machine. I'm not using the brand name because I am really feeling like these cups are problematic and something needs to be done about them. And I'm not going to dignify them by giving a brand name. It does start with the same letter that I am using to mention the cups. So you probably know the cups, white, plastic, they are not really recyclable, um, but I have been saving them from our faculty room. And in the last podcast, I, I went over some of the details about how our faculty is trying to do something different with these and so on and so forth. Well, today I moved to another use of them, and it has to do with the garden we're growing at my school. And I have decided to attempt, and I will be honest, it is an attempt. I do not know if this is going to work. Attempt to grow seedlings in the K-cups. So I brought in some dirt from the garden, and I have quite a few of these K-cups. And um, I filled them in with dirt, and I took a um, box top from, a, from the uh, copy paper, you know, those kind of box tops, and uh, lowered it a little bit, cut it down a little bit. Put plastic wrap on the bottom, saran wrap. Not crazy about using saran wrap, but it's going to be useful in this situation. Put a light layer of sand on top and then started planting seeds in the K-cups. Now, I brought three different kinds of seeds, uh, two different kinds of tomatoes and one pepper. And I just got through one of the envelopes of seeds. Now, I got to be honest, I am a rookie at this. There are probably listeners to this podcast who have handled seeds and have planted things and have grown gardens and have done all of those. I have done none of those. Now, I've picked things in gardens, but I don't believe I've ever actually planted a garden. So I got to be honest, this was actually the first time with these tomato seeds. And I was struck by how small they are. Uh, you could probably fit four on my fingernail. Uh, one fits pretty cozy, pretty it's with room to spare on a uh, tip of a pencil, sharpened tip of a pencil. 
And I also was a little disappointed that for the dollar seventy-five or whatever I paid for the packet of seeds, there weren't that many seeds in there. There was maybe um, less than twenty, maybe about twenty. And I, the instructions that I saw said to plant two seeds in each cup, so that's what I did. So, really, kind of methodically and in a maybe even a Zen sort of fashion, I was there in my classroom this morning, second period watering this soil, preparing it, and then using my fingers to push down these little seeds into the soil, and then lining up the K-cups in the lid, in the sand, and then putting it into my window. Now, there was some things on the internet about putting saran wrap over the top and kind of elevating it and kind of creating a greenhouse um, for it, and I didn't do that because it just seemed wasteful of the saran wrap. And also, I wasn't really sure how to kind of engineer that. We'll see if that makes a difference. Like I said, I really don't know if these things are going to grow. I'm hoping that they do because that would be really pretty neat to see those in my classroom for me and my students to watch these little seedlings come up. And then I'm getting ahead of myself here, I know, to take those out into the garden and plant those in the garden and then way out in front here to be able to see those grow into tomatoes and then to eat one of those tomatoes knowing that I planted the seed for that. That would be awesome. And I hope it happens. And uh, God willing, if I planted them right and I nourished them right and there's enough sunlight and all those factors... Hopefully, they will indeed grow. So I felt God's presence in that work with the K-Cups. Again, I've felt God's presence quite a few times in these K-Cups, and probably it will continue. I do see a theme. But I was grateful for those and grateful to be able to reuse and repurpose something as much of an environmental disaster as those K-Cups truly are. So I ask you, in conclusion, um, two things. One is, what animals have you observed in the wild that have surprised you and that have given you a sense of awe and helped you to recognize God's presence? And secondly, what have you grown? What have you planted? Maybe it's literal, like seeds and hopefully tomatoes that I'm growing and peppers when I get to plant those tomorrow. Or what else have you grown? And significantly, how has God nourished and nurtured that growth? And then what fruits have come, or in another case, perhaps vegetables, have come from that growth and that planting? Thanks a lot for listening. Blessings and peace.